two-man. Israel Dalau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss Fantasy Super Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. You're in for a treat this week because Kagi is away, so I, Harry, am your host. Doesn't sound as good, does it? Uh, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One out of two ain't bad. Yeah. (laughs) And joining me, I have our sixth ranked drafter. Thanks for adjusting. I had to adjust that on the the fly, Nelson. Nelson, big win this week over last place uh, boy band member NSYNC. How do you feel? Pretty good, mate. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Uh, I had no Alamalo this week. I, I was willing to make a trade, and I'm happy I didn't now because I still walked away with the, the her- third highest points, a bonus point for attack, and 531 points. I'll take it. That's pretty good. Very good. Uh, and I've also got the super sub, Nabung, in this week. Uh, Nabung, this is your seventh pod cap. I'm back. And, uh, mate, let's get straight to the point. Who's your super sub for round six of Super Rugby? The star off the bench this week was uh, Andreas Kutsia. Uh, and he, yeah, huge, huge points. Scored a try. Yep, dinner for two with 69. Yep. So he um, he absolutely <laughs> tore it up uh, nice. this week. So um, I just want to actually mention out for Kagi now. He's not here to defend himself. Um Rest in peace, Craggers, this week. Uh, thank you very much. He was he was junk. Mate, yeah. you, you took him to school this week. He, he took a good hard sit uh, he, sit down. He got the lowest points in the round, to be fair. Yep, thanks, Craigs. Nelson's so excited he spilled his drink everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> all, over his, all over his laptop. <laughs> good on you. That's, that's right. a good start. That, that's right. I'll, I'll just get another one with yeah. one of our sponsors. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get the plugs out of the way. We are at Draft Rugby on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to check out our articles, which you can link to at uh, draftrugby.com, our main site. They include the Casualty Ward for all your injury news, the Fantasy Rounding Review covering all the Super Rugby action, as well as giving you each team's total fantasy points so you can compare your side to, which I don't know I know I always have a, a lot of fun looking at and seeing if I can get any win either Crusader scores and seeing how much I beat the Stormers and Reds players by. Yep. Uh, the Stock Market for Fantasy Picks and Tips and the OG League blog, which follows our personal draft league. We do our write-up each week and our trade nights and kind of fill people in with how it works for us so that you guys can get a bit of a better idea. Uh, so make sure you get after us on all of the above. For the entree this week, we're reviewing Fantasy Super Rugby Round 5. For the main course, we've got What's to Come in Round 6. And for dessert, we're going to look at the fallen stars of 2018. Should we give up on them? Should we trade them? Should we let them ride and see if they can hit some form? We're going to try and pick out a few from each position and uh, and take a closer look. Let's get stuck in. Let's do it, boys. So the entree to start, we had the Blues, the Bulls, and the Sharks all in a bye. But uh, the first game of the week was the Sun Chiefs versus the Hurricanes, an absolute thriller. Nabung, do you want to take us through this one? Uh, it ended up in a 23 23- uh, 23 draw um, we had returning was Luke Jacobson who was previously with a dis- uh, concussion Marty McKenzie started at 10 and Toby Smith also came back started at number 1 only, who had a concussion only the second time they've ever drawn really? yeah between the two it Fun was yeah. wait the two of them or Hurricanes no, ever? no those two together 
So, I mean, it's not a com- common thing, but I think it was a long time ago since it's happened. Well, that doesn't actually surprise me that much, then. No, it's interesting. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. I like the stats, the stats man. Why not? Um, injuries from this round was Alex Fidel um, with his... He, he stuffed his shoulder up. So, uh, see you later for that one. Um, do we know how long he's gone for? No, nah, not yet, but it not looked yet. pretty serious. All right, fair enough. Um, to take out of this game more than anything... Um, the Hurricanes, they definitely had most of the game, I think. But uh, there was just a lot of handling errors, especially in the first half, in the critical parts of the field, which really uh, let them down. Um, it was a quality high game up until the last 10 minutes, where both of the sides actually tried to lose it. Um, worst of which was uh, good old Damien McKenzie, Marty McKenzie's... Uh, got I know. a pass. Who, who, who did he get a pass from? It was the nine at the time, was it? Was it Weber who was still are, are you talking about the drop ball? Yeah, the drop ball. That was, was Stardy. It was Stardy McKenzie. It yeah. wasn't D-Mac. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I said Marty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he dropped the ball over the dead ball line um, and his face in disbelief after that was... Uh, yeah. He, gold. He did, yeah, absolutely <laughs> The pass was a bit high, but it wasn't that freaking hard. You just catch the ball and clear. He's standing one metre from his own dead ball line and he just dropped an absolute sitter. His chin dropped hard. I haven't seen that in a little while. <laughs> Um, but the game quite, was the game was awesome. They just was, fell to pieces it, in the end. No was, one wanted to win. It was good to see the Chiefs come back. Actually, um, yeah, I mean, anything. about but, time. About time. Yeah, um, they're trying to reclaim their name. Obviously, the podcast is trying to keep the Sun Chiefs name going. But ah, um, oh, mate, you need a win to lose that name. You do. All right. Yeah, so more than one count. game. The more draw, than one game. Draw doesn't count. No, maybe no maybe we just go on who's higher on the ladder. Yeah, right, okay. that's fair on the the actual ladder. That's good. Fair enough. Um, what I do want to point out is that uh, we think that Jack Debrasini is going to be coming back for um, Marty McKenzie. He was injured last week. What was Jack injured? He was Bruno? sick. He was sick. Yeah, he was, yeah. Sick. Yeah. he was sick of your shit, mate. So, yeah, softitis. <laughs> um, so we think he's going to be back starting at ten, um, and then. I think D-Max best position is quite obviously at 15. Yeah, he's got to start there. There's no he's, doubt about it. Yeah. I still didn't think he looked as good as he has the last few yeah, years, but no, it was a step in the right direction. Him in open space, it, it made you want to watch him play again. Oh, 100%. That, that one run he made no, through the middle. Two, mate. He, he made two solid runs through the middle. There was... Um, I, I thought the game was actually between D-Mac and Bowden Barrett from the Canes. They were kicking to each side of the field, playing forcings back. Absolutely, um, yeah. It was a game between the two players, I thought. Um, Bowden Barrett, who actually, obviously, is the best player in the world. Cool. Um, and he, every, I, I just want to talk about him a little bit more. He's are, you, are you passing about McCaffrey? Because he could be out there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, Bodie got 62 points. It wasn't the fantasy player of the match, but... Um, I just want to talk a little bit about him. He really is a class player. He uh, tries saving tackle. It was oh. a tackle, but he got his hands in the way as well. How good was it? Knocking, uh, <clears throat> knocking the ball out of Tamur Manu. His pinpoint kicks in general play. His slick pickups up against the up against the sidelines there. Um, yeah, he is absolute class, Burton Barrett. Uh, another player I do want to mention is, and I didn't know much about him until I actually watched his game, was Moekiola. Um, I did a bit of research afterwards. Uh, yep. Japan, Japanese Hakuna international. Mat- Hakuna Atata. Hakuna Matata. Um, but this bloke, uh, he reminds me of Julian Sevilla. He uh, trucks it up and um, he runs hard. 
especially hard. So I'm impressed by him. I reckon he has some points in him. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, in terms of the team stats, obviously being 23 all, it's uh, it's going to be the stats are relatively equal. We got 50-50 possession, 105 runs meet, uh, runs for each team, similar amount of line breaks, run meters, handling errors, and penalties conceded. So um, I think the draw indicates the um, indicates where the stats are at for each of those. Yep. Um, the best players or the fantasy man of the match was Wes Gusen. Gusen, mate. Gusen. Yep. With uh, 92 points, 13 tackle busts, and over 140 run meters. One try. Well done for picking him up, Has. Yeah, mate. Uh, as you saw, I picked up um, the Barracuda first and then dumped him immediately, realizing. I gave you a lot for that. Realizing he was versing the Crusaders and picked up Hussein. I had and a. And I was very, very happy with myself. A player I've rated a lot in the past, and I, I let him slip this week. I could have had him. That was, that was definitely a mistake. Yep, not fair, fair. Um, so, Wes Goulson, Hussein, got nice. 92, Bowden Barrett, 62. Uh, Tia Tia 58 and um, I just want to mention Tia Tia obviously uh, I wasn't thinking that he would be starting at 15 every week for the Canes but it seems like he's uh, put his hand up once last week and um, they really uh, he's, he's owned his spot after that so he, he runs hard at the line and his facial expressions uh, tell exactly that um, when he he's, breaks the line he's good I don't know if he'll keep starting though. yeah it's hard it's, it's a very strong back line it is. It'll be hard to, to to maintain that spot. We'll get on to that um, for next week when the Canes. We'll, we'll discuss the back three there. Um, Adi Sevilla also scored a solid 49. For the Chiefs, uh, D-Mac back at 15-47. Tyler Ardron at 8 scored 41. And Tamur Manu scored 40. And they were the top <coughs> scorers for the <coughs> Chiefs there. Probably Tamur Manu's best performance as well. He looked pretty solid, except yeah. for when diving for the corner. He should have stepped off his right foot and yeah. uh, smashed it there. All right, so the first Aussie derby for this round, or the, the first time we saw an Aussie team, was the Brumbies versus the Tars. Um, two teams, I mean, you, you, you probably thought that either of them could have taken it here um, for their own reasons. Obviously, the Brumbies up no, front. I disagree, Tars mate. It was the Brumbies all day. Mate, they won by six points. Should have um, won more. Returning, we had uh, Taliuli for the Brumbies returning from a knee. And unfortunately, we had Nick Phipps returning from his pre, <laughs> pre-season calf strain for the Tars. He didn't look terrible, but he didn't look that good. For new injuries, we had Rob Valentini dislocating his kneecap. Yeah, um, Harry definitely was uh, pretty keen to show everybody that. <laughs> Circled, and I'm pretty sure he might have zoomed in a little bit to show you on the, mm-hmm. the casualty ward what's actually going on there. The feature image. Yeah, Lockie McCaffrey. Uh, he went down with what we think could have potentially been an MCL injury, uh, which is the inside of that knee. It was taped, he played on, which isn't uncommon. Um, Still was the actual man of the match, despite yeah, that. Yeah, so didn't slow him down that much. He's a fiery bastard. He was he? awesome. He was a man possessed for the rest mm. of that match. Mm. Um, but yeah, stay tuned on him. Just We'll keep you updated. Um, Scotty CEO, we first of all thought it could have been an AC joint injury. Um, but it turns out it's a just it was just a stinger and that he is quite likely to play this week. Um, 
first of all, a great try, just backing up Hooper off, off that kick, off the penalty. Hits the post. Hooper, who always chases that up, he ended up getting that ball, um, scoring a try off it. Yeah. But the thing that was interesting was he was held by McCaffrey. He was trying to pull him away from the line. Banks and Taliuli were holding him between him and the line, and they just decided to let him go. Just like they honestly didn't want to be a part of it. They don't want to do any of the nitty-gritty stuff. Walked away from it, left it with McCaffrey. He couldn't hold him, um, and he ran. He walked through and scored. It's becoming a pretty consistent thing with Banks, just not wanting to muscle up at yeah. all. It's a real cool. problem. Um, Falao Fanga, he scored another rolling more try, and a, a try, I think he's first out in the open, um, running a good line in the centre of the field. Um, so two weeks in a row... Uh, He's had penalties, actual penalty tries that he almost scored off the back of. The other teams got in yellows, um, stopping him scoring his try. But I, I suppose that's something you expect when you get a hooker that scores off rolling more tries. It happens. Five five uh, games consecutively that he scored yeah, a try. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Six tries as well. Six tries this year. Yeah. And actually out of 21 tries for... Um, the Brumbies, eight have been from the driving more, six are from him, and two are from penalty tries. While, while we're on it, because I was going to bring it up later, but this is the right time. You're laughing. You know he, he has the again. same amount of tries as the Stormers? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, right. Wallabies watch. How good is McCaffrey? He's, he needs to be in the Wallabies squad at the moment. He's the form eight. He loves a bit of confrontation. Was getting amongst it. Looked great around the paddock. Did a beautiful chip and an even better grubber that they almost scored off. Kepu, he looks pretty poo at the moment. Um, dumb penalties, not doing much, not making any metres. He played um, 80, though. He did play yep. 80. Oh, no, he was carded. He played 70. Teleuli was 70. poo. Um, rolling on. So team stats, all the run metres, carries, line breaks, offloads, all went the way of the Tars and tackle busts. But really, they just couldn't match up in, in tight with the lineouts and, and the hard work from the forwards. Man of the match was, or fantasy man of the match was Hooper with 73 points. 14 carries, 6 tackle busts, 2 offloads, 15 tackles and a try. For the Brumbies, Filao, Fainga got 58 points with 13 lineouts, 14 tackles and 2 tries. And for the Tars, Filao, Israel Falau got 52 points with 5 offloads. The end, you better believe it. Yep. <laughs> Your favourite line. Yeah. <laughs> Stormers versus Jaguares. The Stormers took them to school 35-8. to eight. Uh, Four tries for the Stormers in this one when they had a total of two from the first few Closer. games before this. Uh, still not enough to get them more tries than for Lafayette, though. Uh, returning from injury, you had Cobbers Visse, the absolute giant human coming back from concussion on the bench. Steven Kitsoff, uh, the fire truck. I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't at least drop that in there. Coming back from his hamstring injury from the preseason, he started and looked like his old self. And Skara Untubeni started at hooker coming back from injury for the first time. Not sure what it was that he was out with, but uh, nevertheless he started. So it will be interesting to see what happens with him and Bongi competing for that jersey moving forward. Uh, injuries from this one, Ibn Etzebeth had a concussion. Sia Khaleesi had his ankle taped up over his boot at the end of the game. So obviously a low-grade ankle sprain or something like that. There's been no mention of him just yet being uh, Monday night now on whether or not that was anything to worry about. So I assume he's going to play on. Uh, Batista Delgui has an ankle injury. They've x-rayed it, said no fracture, but the fact that they're doing that, it's obviously a reasonable sprain to start with. Mm-hmm. Nabang, what does he sell you? Delgi? Yeah. I don't know, what does he He's the Dell guy, mate. He sells oh, your Dells. Right. Come on. Is this your first pod? I thought it was his seventh. <laughs> yeah, you've been on this before. I'm a super sub guy. I'll Come test on. you again later, right? Come. Martin and Dajo 
he got a took uh, a shot to the jaw, and apparently his fitness is going to be assessed later. But I mean, let's be honest, he's a bench halfback, so who cares? And Thomas Lavanini, uh, his shoulder had to be assessed because he didn't shoulder someone in the head this week to get a red card. So apparently, we don't Something know if he's going to play next week. Something's <laughs> clearly wrong with him. Uh, part of that may or may not be true, but definitely being assessed during the week. Um, the talking points for this one for me was first of all, Juana. Uh, sorry, what, what, how, what? Juana. No. <laughs> Yano. Sorry. Yano yeah. Augustus. I, I ripped into you beforehand I and then I fucked up. Yano <laughs> Augustus, the number eight that has big raps on him, did nothing yep. to me. I don't know. He just didn't seem to be that effective. He, he did nothing to you? Not to me either. And uh, and didn't get any fantasy points as well to top it off. So I, I'm not sure what to make of him, but I'm probably going to be sitting out a few more weeks until he starts to show some form before I take a punt on him. Then the big conversation about the Stormers has to be just the the makeup of the back line, and especially Jean-Luc Depu, I mean Duplessis, and Damien Valemsi. How's that going to play out? With the Stormers uh, continuing to win and play well, or a lot better, uh, I feel like Jean-Luc's going to continue yeah. to get game time, but he, he sadly relatively so well. But he's just so hit and miss on everything he does. It's really confusing me why he keeps getting game time, whereas Valemsi came on... Mm-hmm. Played 23 minutes, Sparks scored 26 up. points, and was so incredibly hungry. Every, he was a huge ball hog, which I love, which they probably don't as a fly half. Perfect for fantasy. He attacked the line, stepped everyone here, put on a big couple of left foot steps, a big palm as well. Loved watching him play. I really hope he gets some game time, especially as a Valenciana. But man, he was electric. Um... That's about it from the gameplay for this one. Just don't watch the Stormers games if you're, if you're struggling to find game time. They're just boring. Uh, they did put on four tries, as I said. Um, but the uh, the funny thing about this one is the Jags had more metres run, more broken tackles, more clean breaks, and more offloads, yet the Stormers managed to scramble, hold them out, and their Haguardes could not convert, especially considering their first try was in, like, two minutes or something yeah. like that. Um, the player stats, the fantasy man of the match was Guido Petty, 58 points from nine runs, a broken tackle, a couple of big clean breaks, three offloads and eight tackles. You also had pretty good performances from Khaleesi, 57 points, Yanchez, Herschel Yanchez, 48 with a good try, Schickling, 39, Kitsoff, 38, and from the Haguares, Pablo Matera had his biggest score of the year, 48, Montoya, 48, and Kubeshi continues to score on 40. That's a good... Yeah, smash it out there, Harry. Um, Wolves. It's it's not the Sun Wolves. It's the Wolves versus the Reds. <laughs> the Wolves went down 31-34 to after blowing a 21-5 to half-time lead. Um, wow. Pretty... Yeah, they were absolutely shocking from the... You gotta blow it! ...from the Wolves there. Um, you blew it all re- up! Returning, <laughs> we saw the Tongan Godzilla and everyone's anticipation with... Salmaki. Um, first yep. of all, he needs to cut his hair. He. Uh, I don't mind it when he's got it short and and that like blonde. That. Yeah. Oh was... mate, don't let it get that long. But he, but he did go looking for work, which is what I was impressed by. Um, and we saw Amanaki Mafi come off the bench. He. Um, I don't know what's going on with the court case. We have a bit more information coming up later in the main course, but. Um, yeah, Murphy came off the bench and didn't do much, so uh, we'll, we'll see how he goes. For the Reds, we saw Isaac Rodder and Taniela Tupo rested, um, and we saw Isaac Lucas start at number 10, which I thought was a good good move by Thorne, starting him there. 
which pushed Hamish Stewart to, to 15, who was the fantasy man of the match and surprising. one of the world's best. Yeah. Yep, surprising for me as well. Um, Helu, we, obviously, he gets a big rap from everyone that kind of goes around. But he, uh, he didn't he do. Just, yeah. He didn't have the impact that he had last week. Did he, he didn't seem as hungry this week to, to get involved. When he's come off the bench, he's it's been like he's gone. Fuck it, I want to start. Yeah. And then he gets a start, and he doesn't know what to do with it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like there's sometimes that those guys that just don't look as hungry when they actually get to, to get the start that they've mm. been hunting for. And mm. he definitely looked like one of those. He just didn't make the same impact. He was he's a good super sub at this stage. Yeah, definitely. Um, we saw uh, Thorn gave it up. At uh, the second half, in for the second half to the Reds, um, which saw a huge comeback, obviously closing the deficit and winning the game. Um, we've always said, kind of since round one, all these guys have said that um, you beat the Sun Wolves, and this is what the Chiefs didn't do. Um, you, you play, you know, a, a tight forward game, set piece, line out, scrums, and that's how you beat the Sun Wolves by a bit of structure. And um, that's how the Reds kind of played and, and got over them in the end. Um, BPA, he scored two tries. Off the bench. Off the bench. Yeah, um, yeah he, he did all right for those BPA owners. But how far did he move to get those two tries? Apparently right? only 0.5... Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, well, it sounds what Falau Fainga does every uh, every game anyway. So He's uh, going to hold the, the, the more when it's moving quick, man. Yep. That's well, hard. BPA, two tries off the bench, which is solid. Um, Booth, again, um, the Rangdang absolutely tore it up <laughs> with uh, good little darts. And I'm joining him on those ones. Chips and chases and uh, obviously quick delivery. He's... Uh, Mate, coming from the Hurricanes, I think he's done a really he's done well to go to the the Wolves. Um, Uchida, he's he's become a bit of a villain. Scored a try, um, and then stuffed it up by getting charged down and um, losing, basically losing the game for the yeah. Sunwolves. <laughs> they, it was they, a shocking charge down. They finally do something to try and get momentum their way, and then they he goes and does a kick like that and, and loses it all. Hundred percent. Um, the Reds, uh, most of the stats actually went their way, um, with 64% of possession to the Sun Wolves 36. They dominated the number of runs, run meters, line breaks. Um, players' stats, fantasy man of the match was surprisingly Hamish Hu Stewart, uh, with 62. <laughs> uh, cl- uh, three clean breaks, seven tackle busts. Um, the Reds, Samu Karebi, obviously consistent with 58. Chris F. Saltia, I can never pronounce that middle one, with 53. Um, Lucan Selakai Loto, 51. Some Wolves topped it. Um, player <clears throat> topped it with Jamie Booth. Dan Pryor with 55. And Voya Sato. Voya Sato. Tho with 53. All right. Uh, Highlanders Crusaders. So uh, a little bit different this week. And um, I mean... The one thing that we see out of a player thing is Sam Whitelock's his returns being delayed, but this is because the the match was actually cancelled out of respect um, for the horrible incident that happened in Christchurch this week. Mm. Um, our, cons- our condolences go out to everyone affected, um, all the families, friends, uh, and, and really the the Christchurch community as a whole, which is seeming to to go through 
a big incident after a big incident over over recent years with um, the earthquakes and things along those lines. Um, something to note on, on the rugby side of things for this or, or the fantasy side of things, um, it will count as a All Blacks rest week for your Crusaders and Highlanders uh, All Blacks. Um, so, I mean, that's the one thing you want to take away from it. Um, the way we played this was... Everybody had a couple of people that may have been affected. If you were in a starting, if you were a starting player, we gave them the average throughout the year. Uh, if you were a bench player, we basically gave you zero points. You don't know how many minutes that person's going to get. Um, and on the one incident that we had Sam Whitelock um, making his return, we actually gave him a did not play. So the person who had him on their starting side luckily had uh, someone that would fill in for him who played um, off the, the starting side as well. So it, it didn't really affect anyone too much unless you were like Nabung and you had a lot of players who had big averages that were unlikely to probably replicate <coughs> that this week. Yeah. Um, yes, but yeah, a, a very unique situation. Um, so we've, we've done the best we can. I mean, after all, this, this is fantasy footy. There are, are bigger things in the world and, and that's, that's just the way it is, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And we uh, we did write an article on how we dealt with it in terms of fantasy. If you guys are looking for how you might want to deal with it as well, so get on to the uh, the draftrugby.com blog and uh, and have a look there as well. Yep. Lions versus Rebels, the uh, ding dong battle. Ding dong. Lions ding dong. trailing twenty six to five at half time, thirty three to five <laughs> shortly after, and then the Rebels blew it. Very similar to a, a game that happened in the Six Nations. England, right? Scotland, yeah. Thanks yeah. for the cryptic way you're going to write that as well. Uh, <laughs> Lions got up 36 to 33 over the Rebs. You had Marvin Ori coming back from a minor groin tweak back in round three. And he seems to be the workhorse player for them. Does all the line-out calling, jumps a lot, makes a lot of tackles, and does about zero flashy things in the game. But nonetheless, a good workhorse player. You had new injuries. At the time, there wasn't a lot when you're watching, but Quagga Smith apparently is in doubt for this week with a groin injury. Dylan Smith, the prop that's been killing it, has a concussion. Mm-hmm. And Vince Chatuka has an ankle and a fake head injury as well, which I'll get into. <laughs> oh, fake. Uh, Luke Jones played at six in this one, but they still rested Phillip so that they could play uh, Ross Hale at Petty in the locks and get him, him, him some game time, which is good. I think he's a, a good backup player and deserved his chance. But uh, probably the most exciting takeaway from this one was Tyron Green on debut at fullback for the Lions. was good. He was electric. If you want, uh, you know, everyone gets rep, uh, compared to Damien McKenzie, uh, you know, the Damien McKenzie this and that, man. He is the Damien McKenzie. He, he was. He really so was. So fast, agile, good skills, good, reads the player well. Hopefully they never put him at 10, just like Damien <laughs> McKenzie. Mm-hmm. We'd, awesome. We'd mentioned him in the past, I think, even in the preseason, yeah. uh, as well as a few other pods. He is a guy that, if he's available, you want to be picking him up, even yeah. if he's on your bench. Well, him and Wondersilas and Milani were the two yeah. guys that they had big raps on from their yeah. under-20s, and obviously some of the other younger guys did some good stuff as well, but those Just two especially guy. are yeah. awesome. Um, the uh, final play was ridiculous here. The Rebels had mm. a scrum, just needed to kick it out, and... You know, we've said for a long time that their Achilles heel is how bad their front row is, mm. and they showed 
in this by getting absolutely dominated penalty against them. And then the Lions, Lombard, kicked the penalty to win the game. It's just ridiculous how weak they are in their front row. And it, it's cost, it's now officially cost them a game with that yeah. massive weakness in them. And that would have been a huge win for them or a huge draw for them. Don't pick up 48 people in the backs from other, other no. franchises. Pick up one or two. Just pick up James Slipper, props. mate. Just pick up yes. James Slipper. Ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, Rebels, terrible front row. Stay away from them. Uh, in the last 10 minutes, there were some dodgy calls that I have to bring up. I just can't not. So first of all, there was a penalty to the Lions not far from the 22 in front. Marks decided to point and say he's going to kick to touch, or I don't know if it was for the Lions, but definitely pointed to kick. Then Lombard, after the ref had gotten out of the way, quick taps and runs to the right, which changed the happen. call, which you cannot do. Yep. Uh, so that was dodgy number one. And then shortly after that, Shatuka limped off, clearly with an ankle injury. The camera didn't replay any injury, which uh, incident or anything on the big screen, which they always do. And then next minute, Steven Lavis, Louvis, came back on off the bench. Stefan! Sorry, Stefan. <laughs> Louvis came back off the bench as if it was a concussion. But there was no mention of concussion. Yeah. There was no Dodgy. mention of IHO. You just can't do that. And now they're saying he has an ankle and a head injury. Yeah, slash bullshit. dodgy head injury. So it's bullshit. Um, Cheek to win the match. Yeah, yeah. real, really unhappy about this. The big stat on this one was the penalties. 20 Rebels penalties to one Lions penalty. So that was the one that stuck out. Plus two yellow cards. Probably fair considering those penalties. But I don't know how you get that count. That's just wrong. Yeah. So some really weird stuff from an inexperienced ref there. Fantasy points, Tyrone Green, we already talked about 71 points for him. 13 runs, 9 tackle bust, a couple of cl- uh, clean breaks as well. Kotsier off the bench got 69. Malcolm Marks, 64 for his first try. Quagga Smith, 63. Skozan, 54, continues to do well. Similane, 45 again, scoring well. And from the Rebels, you had Luke Jones with 69 points from 23 tackles. Meeks on 45. And Quaid Cooper on 41 points. That takes us through the pre-entree and to the main course. The pre-entree. The pre-entree. Pre-entree. Now for the post-entree, the main course. Nice. Good save. Thanks, mate. Well done. Uh, This week, you got the Jaguares on a bye. Uh, the first game of the week is going to be the Blues coming off their bye versus the Highlanders who had their cancelled game. Can you take us through this one, neighbour? I will. We're, I think the, it's going to be a cracker game to kick us off uh, on the Friday. Um, I think more than anything, uh, what we've got to take note of is that SBW will be taking the week off. When uh, This got this kind of posted recently. Uh, he's taking the week off to go and help the Christchurch community. Obviously, with um, what's happened down there. Um, a whole bunch of rest weeks. Uh, I'm just going to run through who's missed two weeks already um, in terms of the ABs. Um, we've got Shannon Frizzell. We've got Luke Whitelock, Waiseki Naholo, Tavita Lee, Ben Smith, and Aaron Smith. They've all missed two weeks, so we reckon that they're going to be starting this week. Yep. Is that what we're 100%. Thinking? Yeah, 100%. Yep. And obviously from the Blues, Nonu's going to start as well. Um, miss, well, Jackson Hemipo missed, what he, was it, last week? What, yeah, that's right. So, so he, yeah, he so, missed one week in total so far, being... Yeah, so so the takeaway for this one from me that I was that I was writing when I was talking to you before the pod mm. was basically the Highlanders with this cancel game, they have buys in round 7 and 16 and most of their All Blacks have already missed two weeks. So the only rule now that they're really looking at, with the exception of Hemopo, who this will count for him as well, is 
they cannot play more than five games in a row and they have buys in round seven and 16. So if you actually add them up, that means that they have to have a rest between round 11 against the Sunwolves, which is overseas, or round 12 against the Chiefs playing at home. So basically the vast majority of those players are going to have a buy against the Sunwolves in round 11, and then a couple will have a buy against the Chiefs at home. You can predict when their All Blacks are going to have a rest week now for yep. the rest of the season, and it covers you. You can, you can write it off. Pretty simple. Is it? Is it pretty simple? Yeah, no, it is. Five weeks, mate. Okay. You can't play five weeks in a row. Yeah, right. I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast and listen to that about five times just to make sense <laughs> of it, I reckon. Anyway. Islanders All Blacks, round 11 or 12 will have their buy. Their rest week, sorry. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Anything else from this one, mate, that you're looking forward to in terms of match-ups or players or anything else like that? No, I think that's about it. No. Nanai, Nanai versus Ben Smith. Melanie Nanai versus Ben Smith. That could be a cracker. I hope Inform that, Nanai. I hope that Melanie Nanai doesn't see Ben Smith because he's so shit hot right now. I don't want him to get shut down by I, Ben Smith. Hopefully we see Rico Yuani in some space and looking for the ball. I'm likening, I'm likening Rico Yuani right now for the Blues to, uh, what's his name, inside centre for the Hurricanes, La Mape. Yes. It's just, he's phenomenal if they decide this is a game yeah. where they're going to give him the ball. And he's horrendous if they decide they're not going to give him the ball. And pretty much they win if they put the ball to him. Mm. Yeah. So he scored four tries two weeks just ago give him doing the ball. nothing. La Mape scored five tries in two weeks just charging it up. If yeah. they give the ball to him, they'll probably go pretty far in this game. Yep. Yeah, no. Um, Nonu versus La Mape, would, I'd like to see the clash mm. between those two blokes. You reckon, you reckon Nonu's still got the physicality? No. Nah. Oh, he does. Apparently, he still put some yeah, some pretty illegal shots over in France. So they were saying <laughs> oh, he was no. still putting some shoulders in. Yeah. So I reckon he might be trying to line him up. Yeah. But that could be his downfall as well. Absolutely. Yeah. But exciting to watch. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah. Titans for sure. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that it's Blues vs Islanders that yeah. went up this week. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> yeah, classic. Of course. Um, Hurricanes. V- Who brought that up? I was just saying that La Marpe was yeah, like man. Rico. I wasn't saying that they were playing each other. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, there's you, mate. <laughs> yeah, that was me. L- lift your game. Yeah, right, that's why you're super sub. I was, I was so looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, you got me, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> it will happen. For oh, the record, it will happen. Unbelievable. Yeah. So the next game is the Hurricanes versus the Stormers. Um, we're sort of saying Eben Etzebeth, with his concussion, he's likely to whis- uh, miss this week. Um, due to the travel, so expect him not to be named. Um, people that are returning, you're Gareth Evans, who he did a little bit of a calf strain in round two. I think he was training uh, in training with them recently, so he should be good to go. Um, Salman Morat. Yep. Uh, no word on what his injury was, but he's been named in the touring squad. Yeah, last year there was some excitement around him as well. Yeah. He's a good player, and... Yeah. Keep in mind uh, that there's going to be no Ibn Etzebeth as well. So yeah, Chris Van Zeele is going to get a start. True. Murat will be around it. And uh, there's other reasons why the locks will be... Yep, well, which we will continue with. Yep. Um, so Sibelo Sanatla. So he's nowhere to be seen. I, I don't think we've heard anything about well, where his Except for the fact that he's fit. He had a dislocated yeah. finger and he was meant to be back in round three or something. And that's nothing. Yeah. Like, toughen up, mate. So No, so basically he's just not in there 23. Yeah. So he's care. done. I wouldn't say he's done. But he's, he's done. I wouldn't be holding he's him. He's done. Yeah, I would not be holding him. Um, we'll go <laughs> low. Will he start in front of friends, Malherba? Um, he's had, I think he had a start early on in the year. He's pretty average. I think he got injured, man. He no, only no. came back off the bench. 
No, he's a, he's had decent minutes for at least one match, and he's had a couple matches where he's had small minutes. Okay. Um, Jean-Luc Duplessis, we were sort of touching on it earlier. Um, with them getting a win last week, will he start again? Hopefully we see him get what he deserves and he gets dropped. Yeah. Um, and we doubt. see D- Damien Villemsi move back into the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, just for fantasy, but also just purely making Jeez. it an interesting game to watch, 100%. right? The Storm is, with, with him starting at 10, just bores yeah. the hell out of me. I'm sorry. Well, they can't score tries, mate. They need someone to actually give them a spark. It's yeah. clearly Valemsi. It is clearly Valemsi. It's not John Luke. Um, and the, an interesting thing, uh, Peter Steph Dutoy. So the thought process is over these next two weeks on tour that... Uh, this is the sorry. Is it a longer tour than that? Um, this Four is weeks. probably yeah. This is probably going to be the only time we will see him play because his wife is pretty much due to give birth any day. So there's a chance he won't play this week. Um, but with the due date, we expect him to play this week. Um, unlikely to play any more weeks. But who knows with this sort of stuff, guys? Um, yeah. And Chris Van Zeel, we were sort of saying to take that even Etzebeth spot. I think they've come out and they've said that he should be taking that spot. Yep. He, he was their captain of their Curry Cup team, I think, was he? I'm not so sure. So he, he's one of the leaders in that yep. team. He should get a, he should yep. get a start. Um, another thing that interests me is how this uh, Hurricanes backline shapes up. Will we see the same again? I think um, Asso, Asso is unlikely to be back this week. We're yeah. not sure. They haven't said what he's done. They it just was a said few that weeks. it was a it, it was a relatively bad injury. So yeah, again, well, hopefully they release something on it, but I'm not sure. Um, if he's available and you see him named, obviously jump on that bloke. Um, That's a good way to tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tia has been playing really well. Will we see him again start at fullback? I like him. Well, mate, there's an outside Enjoy. back that should be back this week. Benny Lamb. Bam. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. Yep. So, but is that Hooson? That, that Mate, Jordy Barris not a winger. No, he's not. I was about. I chance. was literally just about to say this, but you you just wanted to jump right. the gun, mate. Sorry. And Blam comes out of the gun, mate. So Blam, <laughs> that's the the noise. <laughs> but no, uh, Jordy. Yeah, he's been out of position. He hasn't been lining it up. Um, do we get to see him slot back into fullback with Blam and Hooson on the wings? Hope so. Uh, so do I. TTs look good, but uh, that's no, what I'd like I to see. I disagree with you guys. I like TT at the back. Okay. Sorry, guys. Yeah. He's a good like player. Yeah, I, I, Over I rate him highly. Over yeah. Hooson? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But Hooson outscored him and lit it up. Yeah. 11 tacklers beaten? Yeah. yeah. Tackle bus? Obviously yeah. a huge score. I think he, I don't know, TT, I just think he adds a little bit more. Anyway. He's definitely a more versatile player. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Hooson's a very versatile winger. I yeah. But I mean, like, T- Chase Tietier reads the game better. Mm. Hooson's good at what he does, and I know you think because he plays outside tenor, he can do everything, but no, Chase Tietier is a man that can play many different roles. Mm. Oh, I think, obviously, there's a pecking order. Yeah. Hooson's been there forever. And, and yeah, and Tietier is obviously, <laughs> he's new to the ranks, so I mean, he might be pushed back down to the bench. Yep, sure. so next match, Tars Crusaders. Yeah, so I, I guess the big out for this one is Tatafu Pilota now has been called back to Leicester. Yep, they, what did they say? They wanted... They don't want him uh, Tatafu Pilota <laughs> later. They, wanted... they want him Tatafu Pilota now! <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, you also have... Uh, so they're going to have some bum on the bench, basically. Uh, Tawala. <laughs> Tolu Lafu's still got Tuala. four weeks by, uh, ban, and they have two young guys that are yet to get caps for them. Tawala. He's just been added to the squad. I don't think that means that no, he's no, going to he, play their like, they've, they've announced he's their likely guy to replace him. He's, he's just played two great games um, starting for the Waratahs A side, um, okay. and he's the man to take the spot. Cool. 
Sam Whitelock should be back this week. Obviously expected back last week, but for obvious reasons did not play. And uh, Michael Wells, we thought he'd be back in around the squad training with the Waratahs last week, uh, having played the Las Vegas Sevens. And but that's not much time. Before. No, but the, he, he was there starting out for the best part of the whole year. So if you're going to pick up Wells, he's going to be this week or next week. And he scored very well last year. He's he, a he was solid. Yeah. He, was, he was massive last week. It just but, depends what they do with yeah. Dempsey and Ted Flanagan and if they want to drop Holloway. Or there's a few guys there that they're going to fit into three jerseys. Yep. I think I, my my bet is that we've seen this week, um, and with an average of thirty four point four last week, last year, he is not a bad guy to pick up for sure. Against um, the Crusaders, it doesn't matter, mate. He scored points. Yeah. He's, he's in tight. He's a yeah. he's a forward that works hard. He, he makes tackles. Make a lot of line breaks last year. True, he made I, a, lot, a lot of tackles. I watched some of the sevens earlier in the year, and I remember him running at pace, throwing a yeah. long left to right as well. Like he's got good skills, and he's going to be real, real fit. He'll be so extremely he should be fit. a good player for them. But, he, yeah. I mean, you, you come up against the Crusaders, he's a guy that will make bulk tackles. Because so. that's all you'll be doing the whole game. That's right. Pretty much. And walking behind yeah. the drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the rest week's obviously, again, with the buy, the, the, the cancel game last week, it means that all the All Blacks have had an extra week rest. Yep. So, uh, the guys that have missed two weeks now, Cody Taylor, Ryan Crotty, Owen Franks, Matt Todd, Jack Goodhue and George Bridge, the ones that have missed one week. you got Scotty Barrett and Richie Moe, who we were just questioning when they were actually going to get a rest. Uh, they were actually named for their fifth game in a row. So, you know, FU All Blacks rest weeks. Uh, Jordan Tafua also only one, and Joe Moody, who is injured, has only had one. Will obviously miss the second with the injury as well. And David Havili as well. playing. Havili's only missed one. Because okay. they keep putting him on the bench when yeah, they gave uh, Jordan, Will Jordan, a run. Yeah. Um, the Crusaders have buys in rounds 10 and the last week 18. And again, you can't play more than five games in a row or apparently five games in a row. So if you work off that, Barrett, Mwanga, Tafua, Moody, Havili, these guys all have to have a rest between week 13's the South African tour against the Bulls and the Stormers away. Or round or thirteen and fourteen, sorry, and round fifteen, the Blues be, at home. So yeah. logically, those guys should miss one of the weeks against the South African tour. So the, round thirteen or round fourteen. One thing to add on this is realistic. If you're saying it's a week thirteen, there is five games after that. But you can see the All Blacks are being a little bit lenient with how they're doing it. So mm. I mean, if they're playing round thirteen, yes, you've got fourteen to eighteen. That's five games. I'm pretty sure that they could play in a row potentially. Yeah. Um, but they are being quite lenient with it, so... Yeah, game um, here or there, they're okay with. Yeah. Obviously, um, the, the big one at the moment is Brody Retallick, who's playing six games and then missing two weeks in a row, the second week of the tour to yeah. Argentina. So he misses all that travel, and then also the uh, the buy the week after. So that's how they got around it. But Good, I'll have to be talking about that later. Again, if they're going to... Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> I want to take all your points. Uh, so obviously, the Storm has been the second week of that two-week tour. There's a good chance they'll just let them come home early and, and uh, not go away with them there. Yep. Um, I would think unchanged team for the Crusaders, considering they didn't play last week. And the last thing I would say is, how many rolling mall tries are the Crusaders going to score against the Tars poo pack this week? Because their uh, rolling mall is the, the most exciting I've seen. It's just completely innovative, and the Tars have no idea Look, how to defend it. Is that oh, Cody Taylor at the back of those? No, he doesn't Todd? score them. Yeah, no. they're Lucy's, Fetu Douglas, and Todd have scored a lot of them. Yeah. I'm calling something against the grain here. What I saw... Last year, the Tars coming out firing. It's at home. They will come out firing. They will get a little bit of a lead, and then they will poo themselves, and they will end up losing the game. 
calling yeah. it. They will start strong, chuck some money on them early. First try, maybe. First point. You'll and then they're going to get flogged. I'm calling it. Crusaders first to 10, first to 20, first to 30. Do it. And we'll talk Crusaders about it next week. And to win by 12.5. <laughs> mate, you're, you're, just, you're just saying what everyone thinks. I'm just going to get the great, mate. Okay. Um, you be different. Respect yeah. Lose your money. <laughs> Respect <laughs> <but> Throw it away. <laughs> AAC, Tars 1 to 12, paying a million dollars. <laughs> no. Um, moving on, Sunwolves against the Lions. Sunwolves playing sorry, in Singapore. Sorry. Who? The Wolves. The Wolves, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, this is my... I am a, uh, a super sub here. The Wolves versus the Lions. Um, playing in Singapore. Obviously, they're not the greatest in... Um, well, not their own country. <laughs> their injuries, there are concerns for all three Lions players. Being Quagga Smith who has a groin injury for this week. Dylan Smith also in doubt with a concussion. And Vince... Shituka. Shituka. Thank you. Um, He had an ankle and a head injury. Fake head injury. Yeah, fake fake head injury. There you go. Definitely. Um, If you guys follow Rich Freeman on Twitter, he says that there are going to be a few Japanese international camp players travelling with the team this week. So... Whether they're going to be able to get on or not is going to be... Um, oh, please, mate. They're top choice. We've had one picked up in ours. Uh, who was that, Harry? I picked up Kazuki Himeno. Himeno. I'm just going to roll the H. <laughs> so I, I reckon you definitely keep a close eye out on the uh, the Wolves team lineup for this week because there are going to be some good choices up for grabs. What do you th- how, how do you think this back row is going to shape up? You, you think Murphy's going to come back in to start at eight? Well, that's that's the um, uh, moving on to our next point was his his court case is this Saturday. Yep, he's guilty as all. Oh <laughs> shit, he's guilty. But I don't want to I don't want to say anything with a, an impending court case. But order, he is guilty. Order. <laughs> no, but, but let's be realistic. We already know what his um, law team is doing they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to push everything back yep. as much as they can this happens regularly in court i'm sure you you've got a bit of understanding with your criminal past mm-hmm. um because <laughs> i'm a lawyer yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no your criminal past yeah, right, yeah. um they push things back and that's all they're trying to do for the world cup so my, my this is just a formality i don't think anything is going to come out of it in my eyes he will be playing this week and that's just what it's going to be he's not even going to go to court so right. can i just throw a few names out there Matsushima had a 38.5 average last year. Mm-hmm. Leach, 36.9 average last year. Lameki, 34.7 average last year. Labushagne, or Labushan? No, Labushagne. It's not the right? cricketer. Yeah. It's not the cricketer. Yeah. Spelled the same way. Was he cricketer? Come on, mate. Yeah, Labushagne, 34.6 average as well. Kasuki Himeno, 31.4. Kenki Fukuoka, 30.4 as well. All guys that could be coming back. Interesting to note, though, a lot of these guys don't start every week in previous years. A lot of the outside backs... Oh, they rotate them all. Mate, they get rotated a lot. So you're picking them up, but you're not picking them up as your starter. You're picking them up as a, a backup in a lot of those cases. One more, Grant Hatting, 33.7 average as well. Shiza. Yeah, I was hoping you weren't going to mention him. He's uh, <laughs> definitely on my radar, old Grant Yeah, you need some players. This week, especially. No, I like him. Where are you on the table? No, I'm versing you. I'm about to whoop you. Yeah, right. All right. 
Um, so last... basically, if, if Nabang wins this week, there'll be no mention of the matchup next week. <laughs> if Nelson wins, there'll be a lot of talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not here. And it depends whether Kagi's back or not. So, Hopefully um... not. This is going smooth. Yeah. yeah. I know. We, can, actually... we can just have a bit of chat about other stuff. We've yeah. got plenty of time. We are moving quickly along. Yeah. Um, last point is uh, Franco. How are you? Nord. 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 Yep. Was he, he was very <laughs> underwhelming He's last so week. Um, uh, Mapoe actually looked solid for once off the bench. Mapoe? I was as surprised as you were. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's not the greatest fantasy player, but apparently they love him there, um, except for his current form. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we reckon Mapoe and Similani is going to be starting the centres, is that what we think, boys? I reckon that's a good chance, yeah. and I guess probably their best centres based yeah. on form. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be good. All righty, well, that's what we think. Um, so the next game's the Bulls versus the Sun Chiefs. Yes, they're still the Sun Chiefs, and they are still winless. Uh, people returning is Solomon Alamalo. Uh, his Alamalo! He's passed his concussion protocols. That's bullshit, um, by the way. He meaning, got knocked out. No, he didn't, mate. He copped a head to the chin. He was... Uh, He's fine. He'll be better than ever. So he's... Uh, <laughs> I hope not. Moriki, Moriki Ola... Um, we'll likely see you to go to the bench. And we're saying that because Nana Satura, who was on the bench, uh, has not been named in the touring squad. Sucked in, Kagi. Um, talks a lot of junk. Um, yeah. Lachlan Boshir, he was concussed. He's also passed those protocols. So he's going to return in our eyes to start with Karpik, also not being named in the touring squad. Jack Debrasini's returned uh, from his illness. Um, so we think we'll see him starting at 10, taking over starting McKenzie. Yeah, starting um, McKenzie's not going to start. No, he's no starting McKenzie. No, he's done. Um, yeah. For the Bulls, you've got Berger Odendahl returning from a sternum. Ron Steenkamp, who got concussed in round three, we think should be starting. He was training with them before their bye. Um, Yako Visaji. Uh, has had an ankle surgery and we think he will be back but returning from something like that maybe it's off the bench anyway um, and Roloff Smith and Yano Venta Schmidt there's about another handful of guys there's that so many this week or next for the Bulls like yeah again keep your eyes open on Twitter because their medical reports are spot on they are solid but uh, that'll come out in the next day or two um, so Harry's already bro- broken our, our news about Brody Retallick um, but other things I thought were interesting. So obviously we were chatting about DMAC starting to open up a little bit when he's got some space. So it'll be interesting to see him there at fullback. Surely he's got a bit of his confidence back, having ball in hand and actually finding the try line and, and, and looking quite good. It's his best position, I think. Yeah, and look, I mean, you've got him and you've got Alamalo on the wing. So that kick return, open space, that's going to be the strength that they that really needs to fire for the Sun Chiefs if they're going to get their first win. It's going to be a tough ask against uh, the Bulls at home at Loftus, who they've had a couple games at home, and I think they've been shellacking. So I think they've been very, very solid at home, mm. as well as getting a few other wins. The Chiefs actually did look good last week with those few changes. Offloads galore. Yeah, just willing to throw the ball and having people there to actually back it up. Um, I suppose when it's DMAC running, everyone wants to be near him because yes. they know they've got a chance at anything Someone happening and getting yeah, the ball, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, a draw against the Canes is nothing to scoff at. So the Chiefs or Sun Chiefs are, are looking hungrier by the minute. 
looking more disappointed by the minute with results, but it'll be interesting to see see how they go. This, this could week. be their first win of the season. It, it's tough, but they're going to really want to get, get some wins under the belt. But that's the thing; it's a New Zealand team. You never know; they can rock up and obviously just rip it up. So. Yep, true. Yeah, that's it. Cool. The uh, the next one is the Sharks versus the Rebels. So there's no new injuries on this one from the last week, but we are expecting coming back from the bye. The Sharks should have Afalele Farsi coming back from concussion, their young gun fullback, who is a very exciting player to watch. Yep. And uh, Philip Thunderbolt as well. We thought he was going to be back a couple of weeks ago, but they held him off, held him off. So surely after the bye, he should come back. He will start at number six if that's the case. And he's a very, very good loose forward he's lock solid. for them as well. So he's fantasy, thirty point average man. Yeah, exactly. Another yeah. thirty point average. I was going to say he's not unbelievable, but yeah. if you need someone to fill a spot, he's good. Uh, talking points for this one: Rebels second row. First of all, I think I might have already mentioned this a little bit before. I'm expecting Coleman, Adam Coleman, and Matt Phillips in the second row with Luke Jones going at six. Mm-hmm. This is what we thought was their yep. best lineup. At the start of the season, seeing Luke Jones at six uh, in round five was probably them hinting at what's to come. And, uh, and he looked good there. He worked did. all the way around the paddock. tackles, mate. What more can he do? But he just worked hard all the way around the paddock. He was he was amongst everything. Definitely. Uh, and then that means that you'll probably have Ross Hale Petty and on uh, Cottrell on the bench as yep. well. Yeah. So that, that's how I see it going. Uh, Reese Hodge, where are they going to play him? They've kind of shown their hand with him at wing, but Corabetti is probably going to come back as well. So maybe Maddox has a rest and he goes to the other one, or do they finally drop Tom English, the the everywhere man who actually, I want to rip on him, but he's actually been quite good this year. Look, he actually is quite good most years. For some reason, we just love to hate the bloke. I wouldn't say that. We like the bloke, but we underrate him. You know what? For all these good good things he's done, he's now bombed two absolute yeah. gimme tries, trying to reach out and just drop yep. in the ball. Yep. So maybe that's enough for him to go back yep. to the bench and be yep. Mr. Fix-It again. Drop him. Uh, the Rebels are a team of two halves. I think oh. over in... They really are, like first half or second yeah. half. They only perform for one of them. So I don't know what it is, um, but they don't seem to be out of put a game together. And I think against any South African side at the moment over there, that's not going to be enough. And look, that was the downfall of them last year. They, they had a few good 40-minute performances, and, and that's ended up being what made them not make the finals. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. So they've either got to change it, or I think the Sharks will probably get over them, to be honest with you. And the Rebels have never won, never won in South Africa, so I think we saw what a hurdle that could be last week. You know, Those mental, mental hurdles are quite a big thing to try and get over. Yep. In terms of the actual teams, Kerr and Bosch... Uh, versus Afalele Farsi at fullback. Who gets a run? Does Bosch take his actual jersey? Do they give Ma Pimpi or, Ma Pimpi. or Mr. Sturfra Unkose? Uh, man, they're an exciting team to, to call. To talk, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, get a rest as well, and maybe Farsi goes out to the wing, but uh, there's a few things they can do there. I think the one main thing is Kerwin Bosch probably isn't going to play 10. No. Um, Thank goodness. The other big matchup for them, or, or, or battle for a start in Jersey, is Kuni Ustheisen and Thomas the Tank Engine do toit. Uh, at the moment, Ustheisen has held the Jersey all to himself. So I, I'm, I don't know why, but for me, it's kind of like round five or six. If they're not rotating you, you're just the second choice. Yeah. I agree. So I think we're going to find out this week if Thomas the Tank Engine actually has a chance to uh, to actually get that start in Jersey back, 
or if Ustalizen's just going to hold it all year. From a fantasy perspective, they're two good players, but neither one's going to get enough minutes to re- for you to yeah. really want them. Yeah. They're sharing time. A lot like Scott Slipper. Slipper. James Slipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly right. Uh, the other one coming back in this week is the giant, Andre Esterheisen, who's going to be uh, brought up in our desert of currently poo players. But he should be starting again over Jeremy Ward, who uh, who got the run last week, as they said they were going to rotate their players a little bit more this year. <clears throat> so that was just a resting. We expect him to start again this week. Yep. That's about Beautiful. It. Um, Reds and Brahms moving on. A uh, few things. Harry mentioned a little bit earlier that Pocock won't be back. Um, what is it this week especially when the Brumbies have a buy in round 7 they're just going to give him a double rest comes back in round 8-9 um, ready to rumble essentially it's round 9 yeah no so this is round 6 Seven. so he'll be back round 8 round 8 sorry yep, yep. plus 2 I struggle with doing um, got to do with the back row um, with Pocock not in this week so who is going to be the Brumbies back row we know McCaffrey's going to be 8 he's had you know the fire of McCaffrey he's playing well there 7 last week was Cusack so he's going to be there again this week um, who's going to be the number 6 with Valentini injured with who, his who's left yeah, who is left who, do we know Ben Hines also done his ACL uh, you know what I'm going to put it Samu. to Pete yeah, Samu. Samu. How are we questioning wow. Pete Samu, people? Yeah, right. uh, be cheering now. He's got something to cheer Shit, about. Shit, yeah. yeah right. Pete Samu to start this week, and he is a good fantasy player. And he will murder some people. Yeah, right. Pick up Pete Samu if you can. Yeah, wow. Yep. He's, he's a winner. He's definitely a winner. 50-point game this week. Reds. Um, they have no idea who their 10 is, I feel. they. Yeah, they started... Um, the, the best Lucas brother, apparently, at 10 this week. Um, are, the Reds, was, are the Reds happy with that formation? Look, mate, he, he was their third fly half in as many weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Hegarty not being able to play this week, I think they were looking for something different. They were looking and, and clutching at straws. And he, he did look good the week before at fullback. Um, so whether we see him slide to fullback, um, it'll be interesting to see. But if, if Hegarty's back, he'll be 10 for me. This is a pretty big weakness for the Reds, to be honest. You're it not is. Gonna, you're not going to be a championship team. Or, same with the Blues. It's yeah. the same, man. Yeah. They've, they've had good sides the whole time, but they've got no one, no one really if, high quality to pull the strings. If you, if you don't have a good 10, you're going to be nowhere near the top of the table, I think. That's just generally the yep. way that it yep. goes, unfortunately. Agreed yeah, about it. It's yeah. like they've been an American footy team without a quarterback, mate. You yeah. need someone to direct the team around the park. Yep. Mm. Um, anyway, we'll see what happens there for the Reds. Um, uh, Tupo and Rodder... Um, they had a rest last week. We expect them to come back against the Brums, especially at home, give the home crowd something to cheer about. Um, it's going to be interesting, the front row and the scrum battle. Can the Reds actually do something with it with Tupo coming back? Um, I don't know. I, th- I think the Brums have a pretty good forward pack too, so... It's yeah, actually it depends what happens with Scott Sayo, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, exactly I mean, right. you can see well, this. Still, still, I take it back. Well, you can see this with this week though, when um, you've got no Alatoa um, and Sayo was injured. Um, the the Waratah scrum actually looked good. It was the dominant scrum, and not overly dominant, but they got the only tight head, and, and they did drive that um, Brumby scrum back in that back end of the game. Without those guys sort of spearheading that scrum, they, they looked a little bit lost. 
Um, so that could be something that the Reds could capitalise on. It's um, Is Checker going to come down and actually watch his game like he was for the Waratahs game last week? Yeah, um, so. yeah, because obviously the front row battle between the Reds and the Brums, it's got it's. Mate, this is important. Yeah, this is huge for yeah. for the Wallabies, um, especially leading into the World Cup. Um, another question that we do have is the loose forward makeup of the Reds. Is Lucan going to be starting at six, or is he going to go to lock? Um, is Caleb Timu ever going to get a run? Um, you know, he, he was he was getting some good fantasy points a few years ago. But um, nowadays, he's, he's looking behind the rest of the crew, especially behind Higgers. Um, Probably depends on what they do with their rotation, you know. They obviously showed their hand that they have to rotate some of their All Blacks. Uh, sorry, All Blacks, Wallabies. But, uh, I say All Blacks too. I wish uh, that yeah. they had some All Blacks. Yeah. Uh, they might not suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Caleb Timu obviously got a run with the Wallabies last year, so does he come into that? Uh, I, I don't know what's going to go on with Scotty Higginbotham as well. And sure, they can't have a hard-on for Angus Scott Young for him to start every single week either. Uh, Scott Young's not been bad. Liam Wright's been really solid. He's, he's starting every week. Liam Wright will start every week. Who else yeah. are they going to play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm saying he, he's been really solid, but just talking through that, that back row. Yeah, yeah. fair call. Um, we saw McDermott come on. Look good. Yeah, he did. He, he quickened the game up. Scored the match when he drove. He did. Yep. Um, so Robbie, he started well towards the start of the season. I was swinging um, off him in the first mm, game. He was so mm, good. Mm. They're both very talented, and they both actually offer quite solid passes and the ability to run. So the Reds' back line could, could thrive up from either of them, but they've just got to put their hand up and stamp their authority on this spot and I yeah. think we do see Tate McDermott get that chance oh, I think he actually deserves it he's one of the guys that came on for the Reds and um, yeah definitely made a huge impact when Sarovi came off quick in the, quick in the game up and if you needed a halfback the... for a one week would you pick him? no I don't think he's bad if you needed someone for a one week I like he better him. than a Brad Webber? no better than a Triple T on a one weeker? yeah He's not going to be bad for, against the, the Brumbies. I, I could see him getting some decent points. He likes to run. He, he's got the ability to potentially find some gaps on the sides of Rucks and Moors. I, I could see it happening. Yeah. Um, yeah fair yeah. enough. So generally after the main course, what comes next, Harry? Uh, you have your entree, then main, then... Do you just have another main? I just have sweet tooth right now. It's what's post main. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? I don't know. Yeah, what's the I post main? Could, I wish I could tell you. I, I could, what I, you going to do with that dessert? Do what? Is that what you were referring to? You, you absolutely nailed that. That was... Thanks. Uh, yeah. I was so ready. <laughs> I, I was going, I was so going down the root canal pathway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for our dessert today, um, as Harry sort of touched on before, we're going to... Might have been asleep at the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to uh, actually talk about a few players that were quite high up there last year and haven't seemed to be hitting those straps in 2019. Some of these players, look, they have had a good week or two, but as an average, we're, we're seeing significant drops or, or at least poor performances in, co- in comparison to people of their position. Do you want to get us started, Harry? Yeah, so uh, Taniela Tupo, I think, is one that we all keep talking up as the guy that should be yep. the top prop or up there with Kitsoff as the top prop. He had a 28 average in 2018. He's now dropped further to a 22 average in 2019. And although he does get over the game line a bit, we're just not seeing that 
I don't want to say hunger because he looks hungry, but he's not throwing and squatting people away Aggression. like he used to. Aggression's probably where you, I think like he, he wants to be out there, but he wanted to kill people that wanted to tackle him in the past. He looked cocky before and yeah. in a good way, but he doesn't anymore. He looks like he just thinks he has to work hard. Yeah. I don't yeah. want him to work hard. I want him to squat. It's, it's squat now, away now he's going, oh, I need, a sh- I need a shrum. I can't try to kill people with the ball in hand. No, mate. Kill people with ball in hand. You're Australian. You don't have to scrum. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot to do with the Reds' confidence as well, I think. So. Mate, no, but they looked confident round one, and he has just not swapped people round away. One, it's round five. Round what two, happened? was it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 The other prop was uh, Wilco Low. So obviously he's been struggling to get game time behind Flans Malherbe. Uh, he had a 23 average last year, which had him at 14th ranked. This year his average is 8.3 with a few games off the bench. And realistically, with Malherbe in form, I just don't see him coming back. I think yep. he is done. I think Tupo, yeah. you'd still hold on to him in the hope, and his average is okay. But I reckon Wilco Low, sack him. I would get rid of him for anyone that you think is going to start every week. Yep. Yep, no. Yeah, there's enough guys there that, that could do it for you, and he has, definitely doesn't seem like he's going to be a starter. So. Is Malherba going to be the Sapper? Is he going to be on the bench for the Sappers? Well, I don't know. Those two are, the, are they probably their top yeah. props on that side. Malherba missed a hole last year, didn't he? Injury, Injury. Yeah. yeah. But then he's still got bulk game time for the... Those yeah, when two he came got back. all the game time for the international side. I just don't... Yeah. He just looks chubs to me. I don't even he know how he, I don't know how he continues to start week in, week out. Yeah. Hard work, mate. some weight, mate. Man, he needs that weight. Yeah, he's just well. full of biltong. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, I've got some waiting for me at home. <laughs> Local farmers, Mark, and I've been pestering them. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, following up from that, uh, the hookers, Malcolm Marks. Um, he was a man that, I mean, was your top pick the last couple of years, or, or at least last year, when you're talking about a points differential to people of his position. Um, in 2018, he had 54.2. He was the top pick this year, wasn't he? He was the top pick this year. Yeah, for, for us. Yeah. We yeah. took him first. Yeah. So, I mean, in comparison of people of his position, he was he was the strongest there. Mm. Um, look, a huge he, gap. He had a big week last week, which is the first week that we've seen him fire. He got 64 points. Um, which has lifted his average a little bit, but his average is still 44.8 this year, and his average last year was 54.2. So he was a, a far and above any other hooker last year. This year you've got a number of guys firing. Um, is it as simple as... This is what I want to ask. Is it as simple as... There's a 10-point different average. Last year he scored tries all the time. This year he's just scored his first try in round five. Is that just is that average difference just the, the tries he scores? It's it's a part a of tries it. Tries worth fifteen. It's a part of it. I'm also interested. Well, you haven't numbers. you haven't well another thing that that counts for that is you don't see him getting these imaginary steals when he's been lying all over the ball illegally like he did last year. True. He seemed to get away with it left, right, and centre last year, and it's not happening this year. No. And it means he's not trying it this year. So he's not getting his tries. He's not getting steals he didn't deserve last year. Don't get me wrong. He's still an awesome player. He's still getting decent points. Yeah. But he's not as dominant as he has been. Yeah. I think it's got to do actually with the Lions not getting the go forward ball that they did last year with Mostert. Um, you know those players' ability to get them forward and and Malcolm Marks got off the back of that. Yeah. Well. Um, look, he's a little so, bit hard done. He, he's what's he ranked this year? I think he's ranked sixth. 
Uh, seven, yeah, sixth, sorry. So you, you've got Cody Taylor, who's only played one game with his 69. You've got Filao Fainga, who is a man scoring tons of tries with 46. Um, Akers Vandermeerver, 43. Dane Coles, 43. Liam Coltman, 42. So he's slid a fair bit. He's yeah. not far off the pace. Filao Fainga, 48. Don't tell him, I'm sure. But for a guy that... For a guy that you're picking, actually, first pick ahead of a whole bunch of outside backs and whatnot... Yep. He's really slipped down the pecking order yep. this year. I've actually got Marks here as third. I think you're looking at the old stats there, buddy. Malcolm Marks is the third-ranked hooker with a 44 average, Flaufinger at 48, and Cody Taylor. Oh, sorry, that was listed this week. Yeah, yeah. so he's just jumped above Arkes van der Merwe, who has a 43 average. So he, he is coming back up. And, I mean, plain and simple, I think we can all agree you hold him. You yep. wouldn't yeah. sap him oh, through anyone. 100% you're holding him. And 100% you're starting him week in, week out. Yeah, you're not starting anyone over him. Fair call. Lucy's, uh, we're talking about um, the Acuares, Pablo Matera, the captain. Uh, last year he had an average of 40.3. Um, this year he's kicking it off at about 33.75. Um, and that's with his, again, that's with his best week last, la, this week just gone, right? I think he got, what, 48 last week or something like yeah. that? Yeah, um, a big one. I reckon to hold him. I reckon he's there or thereabouts, that 40 kind of point score. Yep. Um, he's, he's still ranked 15th, interestingly, despite that. So he's still up around it, just a, just below Whitelock he, and uh, Raboni Vosiathal. It is a bit of a drop from fourth last year, though. Yeah. Oh, I think he'll come good. That's yeah, no, yeah. I think, I think the, the, the Jags, um, as jarring as that sounds, he, um, <laughs> they, they, they will come come good. I think they've just kind of had a bit of a slow start to the season, especially with a whole bunch of away games as well. So, um, yeah, I think Pablo will be all right. David Pocock, um, as, especially as an owner of a of David Pocock, his average last year was thirty three point eight. This year, eighteen point three. It's got Ouch. a lot to do with, and it, and it burns me. Um, it's got a lot to do with Falafainga stealing <laughs> a whole bunch of line out ruck uh, line out. Mall tries. Interestingly, that doesn't burn me. Yeah, <laughs> funny that. Funny that. So um, he's now ranked 38th in the loose forwards this yeah. year. Wow. Yeah. Do he, you hold him? Well, okay. The other thing I would say is our system punishes errors. Yeah. It punishes actual penalties and that kind of thing against you. He's an on the ball player, so he needs to have an incredibly high success rate yep. to consistently score well. He, he has had a few games where he's, he's come off at half time or come yeah. off part way through the game, but it's um, Falafang is definitely stealing his points at the back of a driving wall. So, what do you think? Let's say the top, I, the if, top 24 breakaways are going to play week in, week out. If 1 to 24, where would you put him? Where do you think he's going to finish? Let's just say. If, finish, or where would you put him now? Where do you value him? What do you think he's worth moving forward for I, the rest of the season? I would like to trade David Pocock on his name rather than what he's actually worth in fact. So you would get, you'd trade him? You'd look I, to trade I would. Him. I would. The, the one thing about that is he is low in his value. So you're, if you hold out and he does get a week or two of, of a decent performance, mm. you're, you're going to get more value for him because people will see more upside if he has a decent True. week. He's the best flanker in the world. Come on, guys. Let's trade him out. Not best fantasy flanker. <laughs> he never has been, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Fly halves. So, Bodie Barrett's killing it. I'll just put on the side note. Um, but uh, the three that have been really disappointing so far, we've already talked about one of them. Damian McKenzie, 
He had a 55.8 average last year, only a 32.25 average this year, and that is on the back of his best score of the year as well. So clearly he is underperforming, and, and he's been really, really disappointing. So I don't know. What, okay, he, yes, he moved to fullback, and that was a bit of a change of fortune for him. What do you, th- you guys think? How good is he going to be this year? Look, I, I think this fullback move is going to be the telling thing. When he's playing fullback... He is more confident, he's more willing to back himself, and he's not thinking he's having to create stuff for other people. He's just going to try and look for space, and yeah. he's going to hit it, and just, people will follow him. just get run meters from the back. It's yep. a simple, simple story, isn't yep. it? Yeah. I think he will be so good as Playing at 10, back. you would try and trade him. Playing at fullback, you would hold him. It's hard for me to say I'd try and trade d Better I, question. I would hold Who would you trade him for? So, Bodie Barrett, Josh Timu, Andre Pollard... Quade Cooper, tell me when you wouldn't make the trade. You, Would you trade for Pollard? What's Pollard's average this year? Pollard's average this year is 34. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, definitely not. The so only the one I'd only be going... one that you trade for is Bowden Barrett, 44.3. And that's giving them upside. One, he's named two that he's the top this year, um, even though he was a lot higher than last year. I, I'd be nervous about doing that, to be fair. Yeah, no. I see more upside... So as a scoring potential for yeah. DMAC than Bodie. Yeah. So it, let's say you're sitting in last place in the competition, you're holding Damian McKenzie. Would you and he's on a buy and you've got no 10? No. Would you, would you trade him for Damian McKenzie? No. I, I would. Look, I would if there's no one available. It's a, I've got a buy with my other guy and I needed a 10 that week. I would do it for value. Yeah, okay. But I wouldn't if I could hold him and I've got someone else playing. I would not. Well, the other two here are Richie Moana. 26 average this year, 54.3 average in 2018. He has scored a few tries this year. The Crusaders are looking as dominant as never, as ever. Yeah, and the man. only yeah. game that he's missed is the week the week just gone, where obviously no one in their team played. So he's due some All Blacks rests coming up as well. What do you think of Richie Mo? I, I don't understand actually why his points are so low, given how dominant his kicking has been horrendous. That's one thing. Mm, mm. Yep. Yeah, Everyone else around him has been playing and getting all the points. So what's what's going on with Richie? Well, when when you've got a, so many kick at goals and you miss vast majority, and that's just negative points dropping off you. That's right. Uh, well, <laughs> whole trade drop. What do you do? I love Richie Moana. Um, These names are hard to drop. Yeah, you can't drop McKenzie or trade him. Richie Moana. I'll take him any day of the week. Would you trade Richie Mo for Bowden Barrett? No. Alright, best player in the world, still doesn't get trained. No. And the last one of the fly halves, Damien Valemsi, 20.5 average in 2019, which is slowly coming up, funnily enough, despite him being on the bench. And uh, 42.2 average last year, so he's less than half of the form. I took him as my second pick, which was the ninth overall. What do you guys think about Valemsi? Do you drop? Do you trade? Do you, do you hold? What do you do? Look, I, I see upside in him, and if he if he continues getting the um, the chances and does with, with those chances what he's been doing, surely he is going to get more game time. So you've got to be nervous if you don't have someone else to to play for you when he's he's not starting. You don't have another decent backup, maybe a, a third tier or so ten. Maybe that's when you look into trade. But if you've got someone decent there, I'd be holding him. Let's say first choice for first choice. I've got Damien Valencia. You have your choice of every half back here. If I half year, would you trade me Quade Cooper for Damien Valencia? No. 
I you would, would hold Quay Cooper? I would. No, no, no. I would, I, as in, I would keep Willemsey. No, I've got Willemsey. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> can I have him? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd take um, Andre Pollard. I would take him. I like him more. Yeah, so you'd, you'd give me Pollard for Damien Willemsey? Yeah. Who have you got, mate? Who can I get from him? Um, <laughs> I can, I can uh, give you one, Lucas. One more, one more. I can give you Lucas. Yeah, you got Bernard Foley. <laughs> Bernard Foley, yeah. Would you, would you trade Bernard Foley for Damien Valencia? I would. Okay. There you go. So Valencia still holds weight on his name and the fact yeah. that he might get start to you guys. Mm. I, I'm with you. I, I think Foley starts to become a bit of a stretch to for me. For me, I think Foley. But I think the others I would as well. Mm. Foley's a little bit of a stretch for me as well because he's a tar player. But, mate, he's so exciting to watch. And he's that awesome. Yeah, he's the guy. When he gets game time, he's gonna hog it, which is what you want. Um, all right, for for centers. So we were talking about him before. Andre the Giant Esterheisen. So his average in 2019 has been rubbish. He's sitting in 26th uh, from 36. his average, 36. Sorry, um, from centers with 16.3 points. Um, whereas as last year he had 38.1, so almost double. You're talking points. Off being double, um, and he was sitting in eighth last year. Do you do maths ever? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so sixteen points. double. Yeah, points. Yeah, so double sixteen points is just over thirty-eight, is it? Thirty-two, but just points difference. <laughs> I said there's just points difference. Yeah, I was doubling eight, not Good, doubling yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So look, uh, here we go. We'll, we'll roll this in the same. So he's sitting in thirty-six. That is a long way down. I'm going to start rolling off. From this year, people that are sitting on top, and you tell me when you would, if it's someone you wouldn't trade for. So, Karevi? Yeah. No. Lamapi? No. Uh, Antonella Brown? No. Jack Goodhue? No. Similani? No. Jesse Creel? No. Braden Enor? No. Bill Meeks? Yep. So, there you go. We're starting to find it around that 10 or so mark. Um, a little bit higher if you're not counting the blokes that have filled in for a week or two, like Fat is. Could have drawn to no, Kurujani. No, would I? No, I, I wouldn't. So that's that's about your mark there, I reckon. Yeah. So you're sitting around Meeks and Kurujani. Yeah, Michael Little. Like, I'd prefer Little. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. But he, he hasn't shown the form yet. But obviously he's coming. He's coming. Back into he's start. coming. Look on your arm. Yeah, well that's it. Nah, I think... fuck, fuck uh, oh man, he's better scorer than him, and he will. I'll, I'll say it right here now. The rest of the season, I don't know if his average will be over. It probably will. Looking at his arms, average in front of me now of twenty five point eight. But he'll he'll score better than for the rest of the, rem, the remainder of the season. Yep. What's up with the Sharks centers at the moment? Why are they a bit down? Uh, they're just giving all the board ackers, <laughs> and they're throwing it very wide. Mate, their outside backs are getting ball. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Pimpy is getting Mark the ball. Pimpy. Yeah. Farsi is hogging the ball. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, don't get it. Anyway, the outside backs, uh, we got Rico Yuani. Really? Are we really questioning Rico Yuani right we're, now? We're not questioning, mate. We're talking we about form. To, mate. We we're talking to. about we have form. To. Oh, okay. Apparently, um, his average last year was a massive 52.5, 28 in 2018. This year, 40.3 average in 2019. Can I ask you, how mm. much is that with the shift back to wing? Do you think that has been a big negative for him? He's a better winger. He's a better winger? Yeah. But fantasy, you, fantasy wise. Yeah, he's a better winger. Mate, he gets the ball. You don't want to see him. If, you, if you're supporting the team, you don't want to see him at centre. No. But if he is in your fantasy team, you want him being as close to that ball as possible. Because right now, the issue is he doesn't seem to be going looking for the ball. If the Blues are giving it to him, he's doing well. But if 
He's not searching for it. At centre, it comes to him. And look, yeah. let's be honest. Okay, yeah, he's got a 40.3 average, but in round four, he scored four tries and got 98 points without doing anything and himself. And he was, he was on yeah. the wing, though, there. Yeah. So all I'm saying, What's though, is you said, should we discuss <laughs> him? Well, yeah. you said, should we discuss him? His average was like 12 before that. Yeah. So, let's go, mate. Would you do it for Chris F. Sorter? Rico Ioane is one of the top average is 41.5. Well, so is F. Sorter. So, Marky. No, everyone else can... Milani Nanai. No, everyone else can Muirhead. go below Rico Iwani. <laughs> uh, see, this is why you don't make trades, mate. Roscoe Speckman. Is, are these stupid questions? George Bridge. Ooh. Ben Lamb. Ooh. Yeah, come on, now we're talking. <laughs> Nahola. Would you trade uh, out... No, I think Rico Rico over too. George Bridge. I think Rico is still better than all of them. So if Rico continues to be mud, you will give me your best outside back. Forty point three is still not a mud. No, mate. We just said that was one week's good score. Yeah, shit. Other weeks, I still think he's your best outside back. My my issue with it is without a ten that is proving to to steer that back line well. He doesn't seem to be getting the ball, and he doesn't seem to be looking for it. Would We're you, not questioning his class. Would you trade him for Falau? No, I wouldn't. No, oh, you're dreaming, mate. I would have well, a drop mate. of a hat. I would for Flau. Drop of a hat. I would no. for Flau. He's my player, and I'd, I'd trade him for Flau. Who's got Flau out there? I do. Yeah, there you go. So you'd prefer Rico? Let's make this happen, boys. Live on the pod. Oh. Come on, mate. You just said <laughs> Rico for Flau. Let's do it. We'll, oh, that's ballsy. I need some time to think about yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's just talk. All right, we'll, we'll talk. I'm disappointed. I want to trade live on the pod. No, we're not trading well, Harry, live on the pod. Well, Harry, I'll give you some junk player for someone better. <laughs> all right, if you want a live trade. I'll give you George Bridge for Rico Ioani. You can suck my left nut. Let's finish this up. Let's finish this up. All right, um, Warwick Gallant. Gallant. Uh, Gallant. Gallant. Crack a year, 45.4 average last year. 19.5 currently. I literally just picked him up because of uh, he got dropped because of a buy, but um, I he, he peaked at the back end of last year. That's where he got most of his average. Yep. What are we? Oh, look, it, I don't it, think he's, he's he's a good player, but he's a, he's he's a player. I think he he performed better than expected for for some of last year, but he, he's definitely a talented player. Mm. Um, and again, he thrives if that back line's doing well. I think that's that's where where we're going to see him. Right so. now, I'd rather Manasa Mate. He sucks oh, at the course. moment. Yeah. Of course, of course, the guy's not going to play again. Yeah, that's year. what I mean. Yeah, if he was well. No, no, I'm saying right now yeah, with yeah, his no, current health. Yeah. Okay, Harry Van der Heever. Oh, I don't want him either. <laughs> <laughs> New ahead. I mean, I would drop them. I wouldn't trade them. <laughs> New ahead. I would drop them. Nana Saturo. Yep, I would, I would do Nana Saturo for Helan any day of the week. He's not even in the touring squad. It doesn't matter to me, mate. When Nana Saturo scores, he's going to get more points than Helan. Jordan Patea. I think, I think <laughs> Helan will actually come good towards he, the back he, end of the season. He'll get a few decent scores, no. but he will not be top 10, top 20. He's a good rugby player. Yeah, I don't he think he's going to be top Four or five in last year's. Yeah, I think it's the one off. I think it's a one off. Really? What? Forty-five point four in last year's is a one off average. He he was seven. He was seven. Yeah, he played eleven games. Eleven games. Yeah. Well, sorry, no, sorry, I'm wrong. Played fifteen. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. No, he peaked, and that's why he was in the Sava squad, right? Yeah. 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 He was good. Um, He was very good last year. Yeah. No, he peaked hard. He just lost a few kegs, and he looked slow to start off, and he'll be coming back anyway. 
Um, the next one I'm talking about is uh, Waiseki Naholo. 47 last year, average 21.3 currently. He, there was one game that he started off the bench, obviously, a rest season. Yep. Continue. Uh, <laughs> I was ready to go. No, no, no. I was ready to go. All right, boys. Naholo or my pimpy? Naholo. Who do you want? Naholo. Any day of the week. My pimpy! My pimpy's pretty damn good, though. No. My pimpy's no. gun. Who else can I offer you for him? Why is uh, he's going to be World Cup winner for the ABs? Is that right? Yeah. He's um, starting? No doubt. Would you take him a starting Will? Oh, actually, would you take Will Jordan or Nahola? Nahola. Can't give up. Yeah, Will Jordan. Curtis Rona or Nahola. No. Keep in mind, Curtis Rona has an average of thirty-nine this year, consistent no. 31, 31, 50, 44. Is he getting arrested and this was week? Very good last year as well. Is he getting arrested this no, week? No, no, no. He, he was supposed to be last. Well, week. there's a whole season game, and I'm not talking about a one-week trade. Well, I mean, I consider that. <laughs> Waseki. Yeah, Waseki. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Melanie Nanai. That's the last one I'm going to ask you. I'll take Nanai, mate. Yeah, Melanie Nanai? Yeah. Nah, I'd still go Waseki. I'm going to get Melanie Nanai as well, actually. Yeah. He's so involved at the moment. No, he's, like, he's, he's hungry. Back to a couple no, of years it. ago where he was a weapon. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just don't think you can go past... Tough trade. So I, I, I like the name as well. You like the name, you don't like the actual performance. Oh, I do. <laughs> All right, I boys, let, let's wrap this up. Oh, yeah. uh, what's the chance that we're going to do a Falau Rico trade? It's I'll, I'll let you lead. 0% chance. Oh, come on. That's right. Look, is, I... he, is he in? You better believe it, mate. All right. I'm very disappointed in you. Anyway, yeah, thanks for super subbing in, Nabung. Thank you, Nelson, for Formal. being your usual self. Stay slutty. I'm going to get in there early. Sluts. <laughs> <laughs> And Nabung, you are single, mate. So if anyone wants to hear your voice and get slow, they're going to Google you, look you up, stalk you on Facebook. You're a single man. What's your average, mate? Average girth? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it can fluctuate. Depends right. how hot it is. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We'll, we'll finish on that. It's Let's, low. It's leave low. Them, <laughs> leave them with that thought. All right. Thanks, mate. Uh.